Guys, the Flex Squad is back, and I don't think we addressed this in the last podcast. We have some big news. If you are a fan of the podcast, please follow our newly made Twitter account, the Flex Squad Pod, with our one and only Money Demon mascot. Hari, as the creator of this Twitter account, what's the uh, what's the feedback been so far? People very oh, excited with money. Listen, we have huge followers. If you know anything about gambling, you know about Bob Bilaki, one of the top <laughs> gamblers on the internet. He follows us. Give a shout out to friend of the podcast, Bob Bilaki, who's out here just minting money every day. Um, we have 16 followers. The goal is to get to 500. Um, so we're trying our best. Uh, but if you want to, it's at flex underscore pod. Please follow us. It's it's very good. And honestly, our Twitter picks have been killing it, except for Beto O'Rourke and the Falcons covering yesterday. But other than that, crushing it. That's, that's You know, I like this because it, there's a level of accountability here. I don't know if one of us should keep track of the record for our picks, but I mean, with two losses and what, like four wins, I think? Five wins? Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about this uh, Twitter account that you're not going to get out of a lot of things is that we will tell you when we lose. You're going to get all this kind of shady sign up for our newsletter. Mm. We're 18 and 0 in the NCAA. Fuck that. You're going to get all the wins. You're going to get all the losses. Full transparency. That's what we're about, the flex spot. And I'll show you like the bet that. slips. I'll, I'll, put the, I'll put the bet slips on. Put it on. Put it on the internet. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not following that last part. What, what do you mean? We're, we're just, oh, we're putting, we're loading up the bet slips. I'll show you the, I'll show you the proof. Put your money where your mouth is. Nice. I'm mostly just going to post gifts, just gift reactions to all of our bets. <laughs> Primarily my, my plan here. I just, I like to hear that in, in year three of the Flex Squad podcast, we're really expanding our horizon when it comes to, uh, to coverage. It's great. Now is the moment. Now is the moment that we want to start telling people on the podcast. It's, it's, we're 50 episodes in, and now we're starting to hit our, our, our stride. So, and remember, please the key statistic listening. is 2,700 cumulative listens. We're crushing it. You literally can't That's stop. Put, on, put, that on, put that on the resume, everyone. Um, all right. Well, with that, let's, uh, let's, let's get started. Let's hit some college lines. And <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know if it's that Alabama is like inevitably going to win or the matchups have not been great, but like this week is another pretty bleak week in the college football landscape. Our best ranked matchup is Syracuse versus Notre Dame at Yankee stadium here in New York, Notre Dame minus nine over under 66. This is, do we, I'm going to ask everyone, do we, do we qualify this as mid tier ACC? Because, Syracuse feels very, very mid-tier to me. No, this is high. This is upper-level ACC. This is like as good as it gets in the yeah, This is top caliber. Yeah, yeah. Ah, this is mid. That's the problem. ACC sucks. Big Ten, uh, awesome. The, the best thing uh, about this is how the Big Ten is going to have to listen come, come selection time about how Notre Dame has a top 15 win against Syracuse. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah, that's so true. That's going to be like... Between that and, and Michigan, the Michigan win, it's the if you punch the ticket, go to the go to the playoffs. All right, so we got a uh, we got Notre Dame favored in this game. I'll get this one started. I thought last week's game against Florida State that was the trap game to me for Notre Dame. I thought if they were able to go in, obviously without their starting quarterback, um, 
and you know end up in a close football game, then maybe it's this Notre Dame team is a little overrated. But they handled their business. Now I'm not saying Florida State is good by any means, but like to come out and win 42 to 13, like pretty much over after at halftime, I thought was really really impressive by this Notre Dame team. I think you come into this matchup, and what people are forgetting, and I am now very privy to, is there are a shit ton of Notre Dame fans in New York, like, oh, like way more than I was ever expecting. And so at my office, we actually have a girl from Syracuse and a girl from Notre Dame. And I asked the Notre Dame lady, I was like, hey, are you going to the game? She said, yeah, we've got a tailgate. All my friends are going. And I asked the Syracuse girl, and she's like, I don't know what to do when my football team is good. So no, I was just going to go tailgate and then maybe, you know, go watch it at a bar near Yankee Stadium. So I think it's going to be a lot of Notre Dame fans. I think this Notre Dame team, um, this is probably like the last big matchup, maybe at USC is the last one. But to me, like at least in terms of ranked teams, this is what stands between them and their playoff spot. So give me Notre Dame to cover, make a statement, and, and punch their ticket to the college football playoff. Mark, where are you going with this game? You going with your Catholic? Yeah, so, so uh, uh, I, this does end with me going with the Irish. Yes, let me explain my thought process. I figure, um, I think this line's set about right. Like you said, um, Notre Dame took care of business, and they do have Ian Book coming back um, supposedly this week at quarterback. Um, so Notre Dame has looked good, but Syracuse um, has has had a nice little season. Dino Babers, um, I, I, I like a lot of what he's doing up there. So I think this line at, what is it, at, at yeah, nine points is set about right. So I went to the tiebreaker here. I went to, uh, given it's in Yankee Stadium, who, which, which of these two schools has the be- all-time best baseball player produced. Um, I, I learned Syracuse dissolved its baseball program in 1972, whereas noted great um, Notre Dame baseball alum and the man who was on the mound when the Philadelphia Phillies won the 2008 World Series Championship, Brad Lidge. Tiebreaker goes to the Irish. Give me the Irish. Give me Ooh. Notre Dame. Mind sign, lay the points. <laughs> Is it baseball <laughs> Rudy, okay. Where are you going with this game? Shout out Brad Lewis. Uh, not, <laughs> uh, not much to add. Not much to add. I I really like the Irish here. This is I this is a strong pick. Uh maybe even a lock for me. I might even get this now before this this line although it's all of a sudden, you know, flips up to, to ten, ten and a half, which I think it will go to. Um yeah, I like the Irish here. Nice. I like that. Obviously, not much to add, but classic remove. Ride with the Irish. Do it before the line moves. Hari, are you... Give it to me my third slot. What am I going to say? Fair enough. Hari, you following the tide? You going to take the Irish minus nine? Oh, no. Uh, Here's the thing. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) Here's the fact. One, Yankee Stadium, they're going to be playing in... in uh, You know, we watched that New York uh, NYC FC game. I don't think that stadium is built for other sports than (laughs) baseball. I'm I'm going to go, and I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some, some funky things happening. In fact, uh, in uh, in half the games, it's gone over 80 or over 65 or 65 points uh, in the stadium with this real tiny field. I think what might be happening is they might be cutting a few yards off at the end. So, one, I'm going to take the over. Two, everyone should go look up Notre Dame's insane jerseys for this game, which are yes. blue torso pinstripe pants, pinstripe sleeve, black helmet, pinstripe circle, Notre Dame logo in the middle, 
Notre Dame script looking like the Yankees thing. They have literally taken every like hilarious thing from the Yankees and just like created a collage made by a third grader uh, to build their jerseys. So they're going to feel very <laughs> embarrassed, I think, very shy. So I would take the first half under and the, the whole game over. I think wow. this game, uh, also, I think this game is going over uh, primarily because I don't think the, either of these two teams play very good defense. I watched Syracuse play last week against Louisville. They're very, very good, actually. Um, and both these teams kind of sling it around a bit. Uh, so I don't – I anticipate a lot of clock stoppages and a lot of opportunities to score points. So, actually, give me the full game over. I think 66 is a really high number, but I wouldn't be surprised if it gets in the 70s or 80s. Yeah, Notre, yeah. Dame's, Notre Dame's S&P defensive ring is third. But yeah, when playing in ACC games, twice, twice their games have gone over this total. So they played in three ACC games, twice it's gone over this total, especially against Virginia Tech. And then Syracuse put 23 on Clemson. Like, they're, they're teams that could score regardless of who they're facing. So I feel really good about uh, Syracuse at least getting the requisite number of points to make Notre Dame. If, even if they win 41, you know, 41-30, it's going to go over. So I feel good about that. 41-30. Yeah. 41-30. 41-30. Is a real, that's when they, they score six touchdowns but miss one extra point. So Hari also likes Notre Dame. 41-30. Hari likes Notre Dame as well. 41-30. That's the exact score it's going to be, actually. That's a crazy bet. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I I was looking at pictures, actually. Do you think – you know how, like, when we talk about uh, the NCAA basketball tournament and they have to go play in football stadiums and we're all like, oh, the depth perception, that really affects the shooting. Do we think there's, like, any of that with football? Like, are you just, like, oddly thrown off that there's, like – the corner, like no one wants to run a corner out of the end zone because they may like break their hip when they crash into like the outfield wall. That was well, what that's what like. happened when Northwestern was that happened in Wrigley. Yeah, or yes, that was the that's where I remember Wrigley. from. Yeah, they, they wouldn't throw deep routes because none of the Northwestern receivers wanted to die by running in directly in the outfield fence. They said, "Forget no, it." We'll and, just and not, and not only that, they played one-way offense in that game. So every time the ball was turned over, they flipped the field. So they were always going towards the one end. Where there was actual not a, actually not a brick wall in the end zone. That was the most. So wouldn't that suggest that this would go under? No, no that means you're going to the same end zone. You go throw it no out. One's, no one's throwing deep. No, you're never, that's you're never going into the Wrigley. Wrigley doesn't make any sense. Yankee Stadium is built for football. It's built for high school. Did you just go back on everything you just said, guys? <laughs> Listen. It wouldn't be the flex rod pod without some controversy. Let's just call that what it is. Also, stack correction. Um, I just looked this up. We actually have 3,228 plays in total. So I, I take back my 2,700 cumulative. Hmm. Uh, anyway, moving on. Growing minute by minute. <laughs> All right. We've got the Virginia Cavaliers traveling to Bamidad to play the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Uh, Georgia Tech favored by six and a half over under 56. I will stop betting on this team. I'm not even going to lock them in early. I'm over them. I'm done. Hardy, uh, the Jack is back. But what if I told you that this team is top <laughs> 20 in yards per play? This team, listen, I, I was joking about it a little bit on the list, but I'm starting to convince myself about taking Georgia Tech money line against Georgia. I'm, listen, it's a little bit in the future. <laughs> But keep your eye on it. Here's what I say. If, 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 if it does happen, I want 15 minutes of just silence on the podcast, and I'm just going to talk for 15 minutes about whatever I want to talk about. Um, just watch the Listen, I think Georgia Tech's going to cover it. They are playing very good football. 
and don't seem to listen. Our boy Bob Bilaki, if you follow him, he said Georgia Tech was going to cover, and they did. I always go with Bob. <laughs> Trust in Bob. Trust Georgia in Georgia. Bob. That's okay. So here's my thing: is one, I will not give you 15 minutes of you just talking. That is every podcast you do just talk for 15 minutes. So I don't really understand how that would be any different. Um, at least your request would. The second part is like there feels like a bit of luck with what we're doing. And I mentioned that because ball security has been lacking in all of these wins. And like, luckily we haven't really gotten bitten too bad because I'm looking at this Miami game. We fumbled three times, recovered two of them, lost one of them, but Miami fumbled three times and we got them all, which was great. Um, And then against the UNC going back two games, we fumbled four times and lost three of them which again, not a great look. And then we all know what happened against Duke. So it feels like we're getting a little lucky when it comes to like pulling some of these games out. Um, It seems like we're going to turn, we're going to fumble it three times. And like, if we lose one, we're okay. If we lose two, and then if we lose three, like we're losing the game. And so I don't know. I do not trust this Georgia Tech team. Um, Taquan Marshall is like, you root for him one play and then, the next play, you're like, ah, oh, bring me Tobias Oliver. So I don't really know what to do with this sort of tech team. That being said, the one thing I do know is that our defense is not very good. Um, and I'm looking at this game saying, well, if Miami hadn't turned the ball over three times, I think they would have hit the over. And so give me this UVA team to at least get to 28 to 30. And then if Georgia Tech covers, we hit the over. Um, or even if they get to 24 for that matter. And so I'm looking at this 56 points saying, there's going to be turnovers. It's going to be a, um, a bit of a sloppy game, but there are big plays to be had against both of these defenses. So give me the uh, the over on 56 points. Mark, I'm going to ask you, are the Jackets back? Um, I don't like the over-under here just because, like, the, the crazy thing when you dig into these these games that, that Tech plays is, like, there's just so few possessions. So I, I, I just don't know what to expect, given we convert on a high percentage. We also yield a lot of touchdowns, but at the same time, there's much fewer possessions than your typical game. So I don't like the over-under. I, I have to say, though, here, this six and a half is a lot for me. Um, all the advanced statistics like Virginia more than they like Georgia Tech. I'm not saying Tech can't win this game, but I, I'm not really a fan of having to lay almost a whole touchdown. Um, so give me, give me the Cavaliers, I guess, but Cavaliers, but Jackets maybe pull it off um, on the money line. So we'll see. But I agree with Hari. Keep an eye uh Keep it on Athens Thanksgiving weekend. I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> now, God, now two oh. people are saying it on the podcast. Now, now, and now, no, no listen, one's listen. listen, Virginia also struggled. Virginia has a ton of injuries on their rush defensive side. They've, they've, they had some struggles against Liberty last week in the first half. Like, I, it just doesn't seem like a good matchup for them. And if you, like, read the Virginia blog, they're very worried about this line is going to open at, like, double digits for the Jackets. That's interesting as well, though I don't completely buy it. But, like, do Virginia fans really care that much about football? Isn't, like, aren't they excited to have the basketball season's here and they're going to, you know, do their basketball thing and ignore the football team? I mean, catch them off guard. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, let's go to Remove. Remove, the, the most fair-weather Jackets fan. Remove, what are we doing with this game? I don't, I don't follow ACC. I don't even follow Georgia Tech. I, I don't really know. I would just root for UVA because I'm so tired of the jacket. Just lost me so much money this season. Uh, yeah, but I was also going to look at the um, 
I was also going to look at the over here. I think the 56 was a little low to me when I looked at it, just given the, the defenses that are pretty poor on both sides. Um, so that was like a little bit of value. I also like UVA. I'm just uh, the spread there, but that's just me. I wouldn't take it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the other thing I'd like to do um, as a quick pause to this Georgia Tech team is I'm going to read you out the four bowls that I've found as bowl predictions for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And you please tell me which one of these you would all be willing to go to. You have to pick one. Um, and then which and one there is literally who are most there. likely to go to. Like, I'm probably not willing to go to any of them. Well, there's the military bowl in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, which are two projections. And that, I think those ones have us lined up against Cincinnati in one and uh, USF in the other, which would be stupid because we've already played them. Uh, the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, and then the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, which I don't know where that one is. New Era Pinstripe. It's in Yankee Stadium, my bro. We're back, That's in Yankee back Stadium. Back in that high score. That's in Yankee Stadium? Yes. Oh. It's ready. Oh. Give me that oh. bowl. It's built for high-scoring <laughs> offenses, as discussed earlier in this cast. <laughs> that, okay, fine, fine. Sounds like that one. But what I really was hoping to find when I was doing the searching is why can't we go to Shreveport? Mark, no, I saw us in Shreveport. I, I saw us in Shreveport in one of these projections today. Would you go to Shreveport? No. <laughs> All right, would you go to Shreveport? No, I'm not going to Shreveport. Stop forcing us to go to Shreveport. <laughs> You're such dope, guys. I went there one time. It was really cool. I'm not even going to ask for him. He's probably going to college football playoff with Michigan. Um, I'm going right, skiing. I'm not going, to, I'm not going anywhere, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. All right, guess the lines. Ramu, who is our college guess the lines? Iowa State at Texas. Who are they sponsored by? This week, your sponsor is GMC Denali. GMC Denali. You might recognize them because recently they have commercials featuring a wife and a husband. And they're in their house. And the wife says, I got you something for the Christmas. And he says, what is it? Two watches. Very nice gift. The husband goes, I got you something. And then shows her two cars out in the driveway. What? This guy just bought two cars for his family? And then this lady has the audacity to just jump in one of them. Listen, this is the 21st century. And what I'm going to say is the wife should have the option to buy her own damn car. And this basic-ass bitch shouldn't just be jumping in her own car after this guy bought her two cars. So GMC Denali, this commercial is going to fail. And this, they really need a sponsorship. So this is brought to you by GMC Denali. <laughs> oh, man. I was just watching that commercial with Giselle and Kellyanne. And they were like, why wouldn't the guy know what color she wants? And I was like, what if he did? And she changed her fucking mind. And they're like, oh, sorry. So anyways, we were just, that, that commercial is hot on our mind. Anyways, guess the lines. Iowa State at Texas. Mark, you're a Big 12 insider. What do you guess for this game? Give me a spread and an over-under. Um, I'm going, give me, give me the Longhorns by five and a half over under 53 and a half. Okay. Remove, guess the lines, Iowa State at Texas. Give me a second. I spent too much time on the commercial thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, going to Hari. Hari, guess the lines, Iowa State at Texas. Uh, give me, give me Longhorns by three and give me the over under at 62. Two Big 12 football. All right, Ramu, I'm coming back to you, buddy. Okay, Iowa State. Who have they played? Interesting, Oklahoma State, 48-42. Okay, <laughs> aside, actually, I, I just want to say one thing about this, which is that uh, today, actually, 
this weekend, Ramu got a big shout out at Octagon. Um, shout out to Aiden Cole, who is a big Ramu fan on the podcast. He says, I really just like it when I hear Ramu typing in the background because that's how I know he does <laughs> research. And when he's not typing in the background, I don't really want to listen to the podcast. So, Ramu, you have a fan. His name's Aiden. He's a, a, a great analyst at Octagon. So, um, Shout out to Aiden Cole. Anyways, <laughs> okay. This is this is gonna this is a barn burner. Over under is gonna be sixty six, and you know you're gonna see Texas come away at, at around. Uh, people are still hype on this team. Uh, good win, ranked nineteenth, uh, six and a half. All right. So the spread goes to Hari. It is Texas minus three. The over under, I believe, Mark was the closest. It's fifty and a half. Yes. So very low. Not a barn burner. Okay. Not a barn burner, Mark. That means take what, the over. What, here. What's the Big Twelve sentiment around this game? Because this is for because they have they, there's divisions now, right? In the Big Twelve, no, there's no divisions. It's completely round robin. Ten teams. You play nine conference games. Everybody plays each other. I don't know all the scenarios to be honest, but the winner but of this championship. Game, the, the winner of this game goes, or does it depend on what happens in West Virginia? Um, Oklahoma. I, I, I think there's a West Virginia Oklahoma part as well. Yeah, I think so as well. So I don't think winner of this is guaranteed, but I think winner of this is in the driver's seat for a bursting championship game. All I'm saying here, I've been saying it all, all year, it's your last chance while this Tom Herman stock is in the bargain bin, buy that stock. I don't know if you all saw this yesterday, but his old colleague at Ohio State, Zach Smith, went on a Twitter storm, tweeting out crazy stuff. Here's, just, here's, a, here's some examples for you. Questions for recruits. Would you go play for a coach that cheats on his wife habitually and frequents Asian massage parlors? He has three kids. And he told my ex that he's, that he's been trying to leave him for six years. At And then he oh tried to tag his wife, but tagged some random lady who has never tweeted before. And at Coach Tom Herman. There's about 12 of those out there on Twitter if you want to check them out. So I think there's some distractions around the Texas program right now. I think, um, like I said, if you want to buy that Tom Herman stock, now might be the time. I also think that this Ohio, this Iowa State team is like super frisky in all these games. They're going to keep it close. Um, I don't see a lot of value here. One or actually take uh, Iowa State because they're going to be in it at the end if they're getting a field goal. I guess it'd just be in a one-score game. So give me the Cyclones. All right, that's that's a crazy Twitter thing. I'm gonna have to go look that up after we're done. Yeah. Um, I'll go to Ramu. Ramu, you like the Big 12 more than the ACC, so what are you going to do with this game? Texas minus three over under 50 and a half. No, I think the, I mean, that, that seems really low to me, um, so I would take the over there. That's that. Yeah, I mean, that's the bet. Ramu's always looking yeah. at that over. I love the overs here. Overs are just a fun bet, too. I mean, you're just asking people to score. And then, once it, you, I mean, you can do the math real quick and be like, okay, I see what Vegas is doing. Okay, this makes sense. And then you just say, oh, they just get one little more field goal. Oh, they just get one little more touchdown. <laughs> That's great. Hari, what are, where are you going with this game? Uh, I have to agree with Ramu, unfortunately, but the over seems like the right play here. Uh, Texas has given up 1,500 yards of offense and 114 points in the last three games. Uh, so I think Iowa State might get to 50 on their own. Uh, but, you know, I, I agree. I think it's going to be close. Um, I also just learned that the SB Nation site for Iowa State is called Wide Right and Natty Light. So I think I'm going to start reading this blog a lot more. Um, but other than that, yes, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I think we over is a really safe bet here, actually. And I agree with you. And actually, the last five games for Iowa State, they put up 28, 27, 40, 30, 48. So it's not like they're incapable of scoring points. Um, so yeah, I was, Sounds like I'm a lot. I'm going to Bovada right now. I'm locking it in. There it's a lot. 
That's the lock. That's the lock. I love it. Um, this is a quick, a quick side game because I thought about making this to guess the line. Has anyone seen the Citadel Alabama spread? No. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give everyone one guess. Uh, Mark. <laughs> uh, Bama by 42. Ramil. I was going to say 38. Okay. Mark. I'm going to say 50. Oh, sorry, I'm going to say 50. 51 and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> they opened as, like, 24-point favorites on Mississippi State, who was ranked in the top 20. Citadel is just a school. <laughs> That's how they be ranked by a <laughs> You can bet them by 1,000 points. <laughs> so, I, I, why are they even playing Citadel at this point in the season? Like, I need to go up for Georgia. Yeah, that's exactly what here's, it is. Here's an amazing stat about Alabama. Alabama hasn't given up a point since the third quarter of the game against Tennessee on October 20th. Oh Alabama is playing its own the half. <laughs> is the halftime spread out yet? They probably uh, pulled that shit off the board. Yeah, yeah it's probably all down by 30, which is, yeah, that's, that's true. If you're going to, I don't know. <laughs> Alabama buy it back up tonight. Be like, oh, I've been itching to play. I'm really excited. And they just get out there and whoop some ass. Um, anyways, let's move on. We've got a good NFL slate, um, which I wish, God, Mark, I wish I was in the room with you watching that Eagles game because of that. No, you don't. It, was, it wasn't fun. Ask, ask my wife. It was not a Yeah. It was not it's fun. okay. It wasn't fun for me either, actually. It just the Jason Garrett smirk. Oh, my God. I wanted to just rip it right off his face. I love how, like, but, in, in, for both of your teams now, you're at the point where you like part of you wants the team to lose so you can get a new coach, but like they're both holding you captive. No, there's not a part of me. There's a 100 percent. Like I was like, <laughs> I didn't even go to bed happy on Sunday night, and I was like, I usually like I love beating the Eagles, but somehow I'm back in. Amari Cooper looks good, but we'll get in all this. Cowboys at Falcons is the first game minus three and a half over under 48. Talk about. Two teams that I wouldn't say are trending in opposite directions, but had opposite week tens in the NFL. Hari, what what is going on? We talked about the Falcons team maybe maybe being back in the playoff race. Okay, everyone, I want to go back to last week on this dumb podcast where I was like, you know, I think the Browns could win, and I was like, you know, I'd take the Browns money line or I'd take them to at least cover the points here. That's and I was so like, true. no, Hari, there's no chance that's going to happen. And then I like gave a bunch of stats and was like, well, I don't think so. Then I gave the stats about the preseason. The point is I'm mad about it. And I'm going to – I mean, I think the Falcons are going to cover this week at home. I think it'll be fine. But I would like my uh, record from last week to reflect that I said the Browns were going to win. And everyone said I was wrong on this podcast and bullied me, bullied me into changing my record. <laughs> I'm sorry you got bullied, Harry. <laughs> Fucking boohoo, man. Oh, well, all right. The Falcons to cover against the Cowboys because Hardy's bitter. Ramu, what about you, man? How are we feeling about the Falcons team? I, I sourced my pick to uh, my friend and new Atlanta resident, uh, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta born resident, but he's coming back. Atlanta, sorry, I can't speak right now. <laughs> Alan, Alan Edwards, um, he said, I take the Falcons cover the spread and I would take the under. And I asked, in context, and he says, I don't know, man. That's just what I thought right then and there. All right. So <laughs> I, I agree with Alan. I think I like the, the Falcons here on the three and a half. Um, the Cowboys just got lucky, right? And they, they're playing at home in the, in the Falcons dome. And so I like that. I don't know if I like the under here, though. I would stay away from that over under 48. Um, seems kind of like a trap to me, um, just in case the Falcons get really hot. 
and uh, the, the Cowboys don't. So I like the Falcons to cover here. I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, you they're know, not. They're not terrible. They're not terrible. <laughs> it's just uh, the thing. The thing I've had to learn, uh, and this is taking a page out of Hari's book, is I need to stop gambling on teams that I root for. It's just like it's just too much. Like there's no joy to be had there because. I bet against the Cowboys and they win and then I'm mad. And then I bet for the Cowboys like I did against, you know, against the Titans and then they lose and it's just a fucking mess. Um, but anyways, the one thing that I think is kind of been missing um, in some of our analysis is the Cowboys have also had like a bit of luck, not too indifferent from oddly enough the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, which is to say like in that Titans game, um, they got two early fumbles, which they were only able to convert into seven points. Um, and then the Titans, a good, well-coached team, were able to essentially come back in the second half and pull this off. And then in this Eagles game, it was kind of similar in that, like, we were incapable of scoring in the red zone, like, got within the five-yard line and then had to kick two field goals. And I was like, that's it. Like, you can't do that against good teams. And then the Eagles, like, just didn't know what to do. Not to mention, like, Doug Peterson gifts us two timeouts before half, and then we go down and score in a two-minute drill, which like never happens off of passes. Um, so yeah, I was I was oddly surprised. I think Amari Cooper is making a really big difference on this team. Um, he's clearly able to create separation one on one, which has allowed Cole Beasley, Alan Hearns, like even Zeke out of the backfield. Like it seems to be working, kind of how the Cowboys are hoping for it to work. Also, like Sean Lee, dude. You're done. Take the rest of the season off. Like this Van Der Esch homie is legit. Getting an amazing game against the Eagles. Um, obviously the pick against Carson Wentz. So I don't know. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit sipping the juju here. Um, and I think the Cowboys have a bit of a of a revenge game in them after getting schlacked by the Falcons last year and Zach allowing seven sacks and all that kind of stuff. Like this is not the same Falcons defense that we saw last year. So give me the Cowboys plus three and a half. Mark. You watch the game closely. Where are we going with this line? Yeah, uh, I, I don't have much to say on the Cowboys besides I agree with you. Van Der Esch um, was really good last night. Looks like he's kind of the heir apparent um, in the middle of that defense. Mark Cooper does help the offense a lot. He kind of takes the top off the defense and allows some of the slot guys and Zeke to work underneath. So I think everything is kind of trending in the right direction for the Cowboys. But with that being said, I think the over-under is how I play this game. And I would take the over. I mean, like, Bet the over on the Falcons at home is like one of the tried and true um, ways to play um, on this podcast. So looking back, I don't see a game in the dome um, this year that's been set in over under under 40. So unless you're telling me, or I mean under 50. So unless you're telling me that like the Cowboys defense is one of the best defenses that the Falcons have seen all year, then um, I like the over here. I, I can see, um, I can see Atlanta getting it rolling at home and putting up over 30. Um, and easily crushing this over a 48. Yeah, it's interesting. I was looking at that. So the Falcons home games, yeah, 55, uh, 80, uh, 73. Uh, these are all their home games. 54, no, 64. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, 43, I guess, against the Giants is the last one. But, okay, fine. So, yeah, that's worst take. Uh, it's also, everyone's just going to be excited about the Atlanta United. So, like, are we even paying attention to the Falcons anymore? It's like it's going to be kind of empty. Um, anyways, moving on to another interesting, interesting game, which is the Philadelphia Eagles defending Super Bowl champs traveling to the New Orleans Saints minus seven and a half over under 54. Mark, start us off here, buddy. What, what are we thinking about this Eagles team? Mark's, Mark's thinking right now. Oh, Mark is, pr- Mark is praying. 
Mark Frank, he's just pretty, yeah. He just said, um, sorry, I can't talk about the Eagle team. He just went silent. Fair enough. Sorry, what are your thoughts on the Eagle? Oh, he said, man, it. it's sorry. a tough time to be an Eagle fan. They just log it <laughs> off the fucking key left. They said, I'm, I don't want to speak about this anymore. Just left. But he's going to do his own rant to put on Instagram. Bro, oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, Hari, you, you, I'll come to you, man. You you know a little bit about these teams. What are we thinking here, Eagles and Saints? Yeah, I just don't – like, I feel like I said it last week, and I, I'm going to say it again this week. Like, this New Orleans team is very good. And, like, every week we're like, well, I don't know how good they are. And, like, we talked about that Bengals set last week, and that team shellacked the Bengals. Not like we thought that game was going to be super, super close, but they went in there and whipped them. And this Philadelphia team looks like it's trending in the wrong direction. Like, the game they played last night was not very good. Uh, they are actually, like, below DVOA, <clears throat> below Jacksonville. They are below Cincinnati. They are below Miami. Um, I don't know. It just feels like New Orleans is on a real roll. And, I, like, I wouldn't want to play them at all. Um, I don't know. Give me New Orleans. And if, like, if I could buy points in the other direction, I would. I mean, it's this feels like one of those ones that you tease to a different line for them, that you could probably get them at 10 and a half and, and get plus 250 and, and still win. Yeah, this is interesting. I was looking at that as well, um, which is essentially five of their last six games in New Orleans is won by double digits. So you, and, and that's against like division, uh, excuse me, yeah, division leader Redskins at the Vikings, obviously at home against the Rams. Like these are legitimate solid wins. So I'm kind of with you here. Like this Eagles team, I think their injuries in the secondary are just brutal, um, especially after seeing Darby go down against the Cowboys, and I think he's out for the year. So I'm not sure who's going to be – yeah, I'm not sure who's going to be playing defense, uh, especially in the secondary for the Eagles team. And so I'm kind of with you, Hari. This same team, I made the mistake of betting against them last week, and I will not do that again, and especially, especially at home. So I, I like the 7.5, and, and, and to your point, Actually, it's it's already up to nine. Um, so there goes the alternate line. Uh, but yeah, look for look for see if you could buy a point in their direction. Uh, Ramu, what do you got with this game? Yeah, this I, I I thought this would be like nine and a half, especially at home um, for the Saints. I think there's still maybe a little bit of uh, hope given to the Eagles that they can come back. Um, but I I thought this would be like a nine and a half spread. So this is this seems like an easy um, Saints pick right here. That's it. All right, on to what could be one of the most exciting. I don't know. The NFL has done a really good job with its primetime games. Um, outside of a couple of misses here or there, but Monday night football in Estadio Azteca in Mexico. We got the Chiefs versus the Rams, arguably one of, if not the best team in each of their own respective conferences. This game is going to be awesome. We're going to do Guess the Line. Ramu, who is this week's NFL Guess the Line sponsor? This week's NFL Guess the Line sponsor is brought to you by the Republican Party. They've been talking about it. We need to get more exports out to Mexico. Well, we just did it. We just gave them our best NFL game. Congratulations, the Republican Party. You guys are doing it. Hey, political drop that wasn't too controversial. I love it. All right, <laughs> Guess the Line. Let's go around the horn. Ramu, give me the line. Give me the spread. <sighs> I am gonna go uh this I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm gonna see that the if it's right now, I think Vegas just wants to see where this, this lands. I'm gonna go Chiefs by a half and the over under is like I don't know, how do you say it in, in, in pesos or Rex I, I Spanish? 
<laughs> you got to multiply what that was in the face, U.S. by eight. Face, face, 66. 66, and she's by half. I don't think Vegas is going to set it ready to pick them. I kind of, I kind of like the Rams coming into this. So give me, give me the Rams minus one. And I'm not going to lie. I saw, I saw a tweet about the over under. So I'm not going to get that. Fair enough. Um, Hari, where are you going with this line? I also saw a tweet about the over under because I mean, we're going to talk about it in a second, but it's insane. And I'm going to say, uh, give me the Chiefs by three. Um, all right. I think Hari is the closest there. Oh, sorry, not Hari. Uh, Mark is the closest there. It's Rams minus two and a half. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And then over under 63 and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is, oh, my God. It is so crazy. Um, so, Mark, you win. What, what, are you, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? How did he win? He saw the over. He cheated. He didn't even pick the over. No, 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 no. He got the spread. He got the spread. He got the Rams. This is this is some flaw design. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said it was sponsored by the Republican Party, so of course I'm going to go to Mark first. They're the sponsor. Um. Yeah. So with gambling on Rams games, like until proven otherwise, like I'm I'm not going to back Jared Goff in a big game. Like I, I can't think of a big spot he, he's come up in. I mean, they lost that, that Saints game a couple of weeks ago. They laid that egg against. So I guess his biggest win is that two winning for Chargers in retrospect. But, like, I, I just don't trust it here. On national television, like, for some reason, I trust Pat Mahomes more than I trust Jared Doff. I think on paper, like, these teams are pretty close, like, two explosive offenses, two lackluster defenses. Um, so, so give me give me the Chiefs, especially like if I'm getting two and a half points, I'll uh, I'll take that to the Chiefs. Yeah, I was just thinking about that as well. I think what you said is exactly right. Like I watched Pat Mahomes in primetime against Denver. I watched him in primetime against the, um, the Patriots, and like yeah. every time I watch them, like I feel like I'm instilled with confidence. Whereas I watch, you know, Jared Goff is good, and he's having a very very good season. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just like, you know, like that Seahawks game got a little frisky there, a little shaky at the end. Um, obviously, he struggled um, in New Orleans in a big in a big kind of matchup there. This is a huge matchup on Monday night. If I'm getting some points with the Chiefs, give me the points because I like I really want to say that this over under it's just too crazy. Like you have to take the under here, but either a Vegas is like hello, take this trap because it's going to go over. Also, rooting for the under in this game is like the scariest thing in the world. So I, I would also have to stay away from that there. Give me the Chiefs plus two and a half. I get a couple points. Hari, where are you going with this game? Yeah, not only is this a crazy over-under, it's the largest opening line in NFL history for an over and under. Um, oh, so it's like, you're right. It feels like a trap that Vegas is like, please bet the under. Please, I'm begging you to watch this like go to like 93 points. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I think like I think the Chiefs are pretty good, uh, and with them getting two and a half points, um, I don't know. And like with it being a neutral site and in that real thin air, uh, yeah, give me the Chiefs. I think it'll help Mahomes. I I, I haven't like I, I'm mostly my advice is stay away from this game, but gun to head, give me the Chiefs two and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Mark. Uh, sorry, not Mark. Remove. Take us home, man. What, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I said it with my 
my guess. I mean, I thought this was Chiefs by a pass, so I would go with the Chiefs here. And then, I, you know, I still think 66 seems like a reasonable number. I think you can get to that number with these two teams. So that seems like a fun over to bet on and just sit on your winning. So I like I like both of them, actually. I, I'd say definitely bet on this game. This is one of the most fun games in the NFL all year long. If you have money to spend, like spend it on this game. Enjoy this one in Mexico City. Um, at, you know, a night game in prime time. So just, it's, you know, this is a fun one. Get your money in early. The line's going to move like crazy. You know, a lot of money on this. This I think this line is going to continue to move up, maybe two points. So, um, I mean, are you talking about getting, getting in your money early? This Atlanta Falcons line looks like it's going to move to four and a half overnight is what Action Network is projecting. So if you want to hmm. get money in, bet now. What do you mean? Are you're projecting that? Are you happy to make it uh, yeah. So yeah, if your question is, are, 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 is the NFL happy as in Mexico City? Yes, mainly because, um, well, so so yes in terms of the matchup, and it's on prime time. Um, no, in that it is a logistical and security nightmare for the NFL, um, as it is pretty regularly to go to Mexico, and you're missing out on a pretty big international audience for a game like this. Um, just given that the Chiefs have been really, really popular this year, obviously it's of the Rams. But overall, like if you can land one of these matchups in prime time, um, especially on a night when they aren't competing with like hockey in the NHL or um, kind of any other major sporting events, um, you're generally yes. Like they are, I think they are very excited about this game, and they have actually asked us to like track a bunch of stuff leading up to it. Well, there you go. That's some insight. Um, and with that, that's the pod. Um, yo, we, uh, we've got a new Twitter account. We've got over 3,200 listens. Things are trending really, really well. We're four weeks in a row. We're staying consistent. Um, the one thing I, I forgot to ask and I meant to ask at the beginning of this podcast is Hari, what's the baby Maya update? Oh, things are going well. Great. That's it. Fantastic. It. Excellent. Boom. With that, uh, follow Flex Squad Pod. Um, thanks to our sponsors, the Republicans and the Yukon Denali's of the world. And with that, we are out.